You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Just kept talking. I think it was like 20 minutes in. Somebody was like, you want to let us sit down, brother? I was like, my bad. <laughs> my bad, dog. <laughs> no. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody's tired? Everybody's... As, as, as one civil rights worker once said, my feet is tired, but my soul is rested. Amen. And so I know that uh, many of us are coming from work and, and we are uh, facing things of today. Seems like I'm just losing stuff. I lost my iPad. I lost my MacBook charger. Couldn't find my slippers to go outside with the dog. I'm like, Lord, what in the devil is going on? You know? <laughs> You know, I, I like to have my iPad, you know, like when I, when I fall asleep, you know, I like to watch uh, cooking shows on my iPad when I, when I, I don't know why, and I, I've gone completely vegan, so I, but I guess I'm just reminiscing, but I just, I, I go to sleep with, uh, with steak dancing in my head, but amen, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, you know, I, I just, I, first of all, I want to give uh, honor to God who is the author and finisher of my faith. Uh, the reason why I'm standing here, um, I can tell you, church, I'm a walking testimony, and I'm a walking testimony because of God only. Uh, without him, I would be nothing but dry bones, amen? And so I just want to give honor to God tonight. I want to give honor to, my, uh, to our pastors, uh, Pastor Art and Pastor Maria. Give God some praise for them tonight, wouldn't we? I love y'all. I do. I said that. I was like, I love y'all. <laughs> I do. I love y'all, though. Um, I really do. Um, I'm excited about going to Harvesters. Uh, I, I thought I was going to be able to go with my wife, but it uh, just didn't work out that way. But I'll be there. And so um, just getting an opportunity to get to know the fellowship uh, that I feel so strongly about and that I believe God wholeheartedly placed me here um, and, and wholeheartedly placed me under your care. Um, and so I know that it is uh, not always easy to deal with folks. And thank you for loving me in spite of me, you know, um, because sometimes I'll, y'all, it seems like y'all always know when something's going on with me. I try to run out. You're like, you all right, brother? I'm like, huh? Like, <laughs> like huh? <laughs> yeah. But you know. And so I just give God some praise for you all because um, you are truly good spiritual parents. Amen. Um, just for all of you tonight, I'm glad that you're here. Um, just pray for my wife as she's, uh, she's at work. And so just I'm asking for traveling mercies tonight. Uh, for her, and I hear my, my little daughter over there, it's, uh, it's just, when I look at her, I'm like, well, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in big trouble. Like, she's, uh, she's already standing. And so we had to adjust the, the baby, uh, the, the crib, where it goes a little bit lower, because she can almost climb out now. And so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, it's, it's like, it seems like yesterday we just brought her home. And so it's almost, she's almost a year now. So I'm just grateful to be a father and to Raise her up before the Father, amen, because that's the most important thing. Um, you know, I, I'll say that as we're going into 2018, the voice is interesting to me because, um, you know, so many of us uh, really have a call on our life to speak uh, God's word. 
Um, but many are afraid to do that. Uh, or many uh, have had a call on their life and they've walked away from the faith. And so as I'm delivering this word tonight, and I believe it is from the Lord, I want you to, to think about those things because I believe that God wants to use each and every one of us in here, amen, uh, for someone. Don't you understand that there is someone's life that you are supposed to speak to? Come on, somebody. You're supposed to speak to their life that God ordained before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew that you would speak to someone's life and possibly speak a word to them that could save their life. Amen. I remember when I was uh, new, I, I probably was about, this about six months before I had even, even given my life to Christ, and this brother walked up on me and said, man, if you don't get saved, I think something really bad is going to happen to you. That's a horrible way to come into the faith. But God used him because I'm here. Amen. Uh, sometimes truth is not comfortable, but it was truth. Because don't you know there are people that have ignored that very same word and went into eternity and didn't know who God was. And I would rather just, I would rather come in running screaming <laughs> than screaming in hell. Amen. I know that the, that the, that the contemporary uh, church and, 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 and the movement that we see now believes that there is no hell. But I can assure you that there is one. And in hell there are no exit signs. This isn't a rebuke message. This isn't any of that. I just want to, I'm just giving God some praise for my testimony. I don't want to talk about things and things that I've accumulated. I just, I'm thankful to be saved tonight and thankful that, uh, that God has given me a life despite all that I've done in my past. Amen? Amen. Give God some praise, church. Come on. Um, I just want to minister briefly tonight. Uh, sometimes we, you know, church, we get lost and uh, we need a reminder. And so we need a reminder, and I, I really feel strongly about this, and I, and I don't know what's on over me today, but I just, I've been thinking about um, those that are out there that once were in, in the faith. Um, and so, you know, the Bible says that, we, that he is married to the backslider, but it is important for, for them to get back in fellowship uh, if they want to get to see the king. Amen. And so uh, what the scripture that we're going to uh, come out of tonight is Luke 15, 11 through 24. That's Luke 15, 11 through 24. I'm using the NIV version, the New International Version. That's Luke 15, 11 through 24. And when you get there, just say amen. Hallelujah. God, I... And reads as such, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off, and then squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the country. Uh, so he helped that country who sent to the to feed pigs on pods that the pigs were eating. Food despair, and here I am starving to death. I will say, again, your son, make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, 
bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Come on, church, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now. Lord, I thank you for the life that you have given us. Lord, I thank you for being in this thing, for the walking testament that is here. God, you are now in the house of David. Lord, look to you, God, that we are called. There is nothing to have. God, I would come in and sweep through this, which you wouldn't want to pray. Amen? Amen. Come on, give God some praise, church. Hallelujah. Do you remember the time? Do you remember the time? Yeah, I hear some of y'all say, church, if we're to be honest tonight, uh, there has probably been a time uh, where we may have forgotten our own testimony, uh, even though we are technically walking testimonies. And I believe that usually it doesn't necessarily happen in a blink of an eye. Uh, oftentimes, there are a series of events that take place that leads us to living within a hog pen. You know about that hog pen I was just talking about in the text? Uh, for some of us, our misuse of time eventually severed us from God's inheritance. For others, tragedy, watch this, was a motivating factor in forgetting our testimony. Uh, see, whatever the case was, one thing that remains certain is this, that we were disconnected from our source because of what? Because of distraction. It's quiet. Yeah, see, many of us eventually lost our way because we forgot where we came from. Things became dark to us, and all we wanted to do was get back to a place where things made sense. And when we were in that dark place trying to make sense of it all, the one thing that all we could really do is do what? All we could do is remember. All we had was our memories. Praise Chapel. Do you remember the time? Do you remember the 24 hours before we gave our hearts to Jesus? Uh, do you remember the time that you said out loud, if I could only get back, I won't leave the Lord this time? Come on, somebody. Yeah, see, do you remember the time, church, when we were about to take that hit and something came over us and we thought about God in that, in that moment? Church, do you remember bringing up when he, when he brought us up out of, of an abusive relationship? Do we remember every time we were cold in our spirit and God breathed on us, church? Do you remember the time, church? I just have a question tonight for you. Yeah, see, no, I'm not talking about Michael Jackson's song, Do You Remember? That's an iconic song. I'm talking to somebody in here that remembers when God brought them out. Come on, somebody. Uh, see, the story of the prodigal son, if you understand it, is a famous one. It's a very famous story. It has been told so many times I can't even remember. Hollywood has even tried to take the concept of it and attempted to make it its own. But no matter who tells the story, there's only one person that could tell it better than anybody else, and that's Jesus. Uh, now, most of us understand the concept of who the prodigal son was, right? He was this lost boy. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one, watch this, one, the younger one said to his father, give me my share of the estate. What he was asking for in that moment was his inheritance. Uh, so his father does it which was a surprise, and it's not normal. History uh, shows us that it's not normal for a, a, a living person to give over their inheritance, but it does happen from time to time. But in this case, this father does something rare. He gives it to him. So his father does this, and the younger son takes his inheritance, 
and sets off to a distant country and ends up engaging in wild living. He went crazy. He used his inheritance to go crazy. The younger son ends up squandering all that he had, every last penny, every single dime. But after he had spent everything like normal, guess what happens? A famine breaks out. And then all of a sudden, guess what happened? He began to be in need. Yeah, see, his help was nowhere in sight. He couldn't see the father. Uh, and isn't that just like many of us, church? <laughs> we leave the father and waste our inheritance and end up being in need. Church, the first thing I want to tell you is that in order to stay connected to the Father, we're going to have to be patient for our inheritance. We're going to have to be patient for our inheritance. Now, there was something unsettled in this lost son, and that's why he veered off the path. That's why he was so eager to go somewhere else. He, watch this, like so many of us, wasn't satisfied with being with the Father. So he went away because he perceived that there was something better out there. Yeah, see, it's quiet tonight. Many of us chose a new inheritance, but can I tell you something? It wasn't from God. We chose a new inheritance, but it really wasn't from the Father. And then all of a sudden, church, watch this, he ended up being in need. But just like him, we had disconnected ourselves from the one who could help us. Now, let me give you an example. Right out of college, I decided to take a job down in Florida. Now, I'd been saved for maybe, uh, maybe two or three years. And I, I said, you know what, I'm going to move on down to Florida. Didn't get godly counsel. It just sounded good. It paid real good, all of that. I just left. And you, you can always tell when something when you don't really consult with God. So here's what I did. I, I decided to go on out, and I was living in Tampa, sunny Tampa, this, this, the, the state of sunshine. Got down there. It was all beautiful. I lived a block away from a Starbucks. I'm down and taking flights to Miami, hanging out on South Beach, doing all that. Then guess what happened? I got laid off within six months. And then all of a sudden, mind you, I, didn't, I, I really didn't talk to my pastor. I, wasn't, I didn't get godly counsel, even though the Bible declares, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I did none of that, right? I didn't get no godly counsel. I was talking to my friends. They was like, bro, you need to go get your money. That's what they were saying, right? So I did. And guess what? In six months, I squandered it. I, I was a big boss. Yeah, I was a big boss coming back here on the, uh, on, 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 what is it called, the value jet. <laughs> no money. Ended up staying with my mama. Now, I'm a grown man, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging nobody, but, but I had been out of the house since I would never looked back to go home. And then ended up having to go back to where I came from. Like, unsettled. Or have been unsettled. But if dead folks could talk, I want you to hear this. I'm sure many of them went into eternity disconnected from the Father would tell us that they were too hasty for their inheritance. And because of it, they now have an inheritance that they really don't want. Yeah, see, the prodigal son was distracted from the source because he put his eyes on the supply. He had put his eyes on the supply and taken his eyes off the source. And because of that, he lost everything. He lost everything, church. You see, I invite us to stay connected to the Father and not let Satan rip us off and distract us from our real inheritance. Yeah, see, our relationship with Christ, get this, 
is greater than any silver or gold. That's why Peter said to the crippled man, guess what? Silver and gold I have not, but what I do have in the name of Jesus. We have Christ. We don't need anything else. We have an inheritance in him. Come on, church. Listen, I really want you to get this tonight, and I'm not going to preach long, I promise you. I really do. We have to, here's the thing, just like the prodigal son, many of us have had to learn to stay connected the hard way. When you begin to talk to folks that have been in God for a little while, they'll tell you that they've had some trouble along the way, some bumps and bruises. But the one thing that you, had, that you hear them say more time than not, amen, is that they always had to look up before they made any brash decisions. Because I'm pretty sure at one time or the other, they had made a bad decision that had affected them and perhaps their families. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up losing everything for many of us and laying down in filth with swine. Praise Chapel. If you know the historical significance of pigs, you know that they are considered a filthy animal, right? You know how even though bacon tastes real good, it tastes real good, you know, uh, there are some things that, that the pig, I, like I could speak in tongues over right now, thinking about, even though I don't eat it anymore, I think I'm about to fall on my veganism. I really feel it. But that's, y'all need to pray for me while I'm up here. <laughs> so you have to understand that, that the pig was considered by Leviticus and Deuteronomy was considered unclean. It was considered an unclean animal and not to be eaten or used for an offering or, or for a sacrifice. Uh, for a young Jewish man to fall so hard that he ended up among pigs was the worst kind of disgrace. It was the worst kind of disgrace. I got a question for y'all tonight, other than do you remember the time? Do you remember your disgrace? Do you remember your disgrace? I'm talking to some saved folks in here. Do you remember your disgrace? Do you remember how bad it was? Yeah, see? Now, for some of us, this may not even apply. Some of us have, have been in God for a long time and made really good decisions, and God has covered us. But for those of us who have, have had some bumps along the way, do you remember how bad it was? Yeah, see? But I'm a firm believer that everyone who has been in God for a while will come to a point and to a place where they have their lowest moment. They'll have their bottom moment. Church, we have to recognize, we have to understand and recognize uh, that when we cut ourselves away from the Father and squander our internal inheritance, we are destined to end up with swine. We are destined. It is a foregone conclusion that we will end up in filth and with swine. Now notice that the prodigal son was unclean because he was in, around pig and filth. He was in slop. Now, have you ever, have you ever been to a, a pigsty, a real one? I grew up in the Midwest, so they're, they're everywhere. <clears throat> I mean, and let me tell you, if you ever drove by a, 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 a semi-18-wheeler and you, see, you smell pigs, it's like death warmed over. That's how it smells, right? No, it's the truth. It's awful. You know. Now, can you imagine being in there 24 hours a day, seven days a week? That's just like us, church. When we were living sinful, we become unclean. Come on. And more time than not, when we become unclean, this is what we do. We isolate ourselves. Can't nobody say nothing to us. 
We become weird. You try to talk to us. Oh, yeah, it's true. You try to talk to us. You're like, oh, huh? Start scratching the back of your head. Start coming up with these. You, you, start, you, you start using chicken soup for the soul uh, uh, messages instead of scripture. Well, you know. Oh, it's true. Come on now. You know some folks like that. They, they get real philosophical all the while hell busting wide open. Come on, somebody. And more time than not, when we come, we come, when we become unclean, we isolate ourselves and we remove ourselves from our help, which is God. And when, we, when we're like that, can I tell you something? We give ourselves over to a reprobated mindset. Can't nobody say nothing to us. We won't take no godly counsel. We, we become arrogant. We become evil. And guess what happens? We not only affect ourselves, but oftentimes we affect folks that are around us. Yeah, see? Okay. Yeah. You know, when I, I backslid once. Once upon a time. Now, I'm not backslidden right now up here. <laughs> but I back, they was like, it was looking like, Pastor, they were like, oh, word? Like, <laughs> like you backslid? <laughs> yeah, I did. I backslid in my first uh, year and a half, about a month. I was, I was backslidden. And you know what? When, whenever you backslide, and this is the truth, you, you like, you start coming to the church and you, you're all stiff and all this, like acting like you ain't never been there. Folks are like, hey, how you doing? You're like, hey, how you doing? So you get real deep and spiritual. Knowing you've been living like the devil. Oh, it's the truth. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been out having a great time. But guess what? By the, by the end of the service, I was like, I mean, like, I was that bad, you know? Oh, there goes my, my water. But, but, you know, that's what happens when we, when we backslide. We become so, like, we, we become like a different person. And the longer we're out there, the worse it gets. Yeah, see, you know, the prodigal son church, I want you to get this, took on a completely different identity, much like us, when he left his father's house. How many times have you seen some folks that are backslidden, and you see them like a year later, and they're completely, some of them even look different. They look darker. You can even see it on them. Those that have the, their spiritual eyes on can see. Some people even smell different. Oh, you think I'm playing? Okay. Sin has a smell. Okay. Yeah, see, church, when we walk, the, the, no, for real, the old folks will tell you, sin has a smell. <laughs> They'll tell you. They'll say, baby, the, it, who you been out with? <laughs> oh, it's true. Well, I remember... <laughs> I, you know what, I'm going to tell this story. I really should, but since I got y'all laughing tonight, I might as well keep it going. Let me tell you, I, you know, my mom and my, my auntie have been saved in Holy Ghost Field for over, like, most of my life. And I remember I was probably, like, 17 or 18, and I came in the house, me, and, and, and my mother had raised my best friend in the house with me from, like, the time he was 15. His mother had put him out, so we were basically brothers, and so... We came in, now mind you, we had been smoking a lot, a lot. And so we, we had tried to cover it up with, with cologne and take our shirts off and do all that. Because, you know, that's what you do when, you, when, 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 when you're in sin, you really, yeah, yeah, and stupid, you really try to hide, right? You, you, you believe, this is, how, this is how the enemy works. He, because we are such a shit father, we start taking on ideas and concepts that don't even make sense. Now what? Oh, it's the truth. So I hear I come rolling up in there, right? And so my mom and auntie, they're downstairs right now. They're talking. So they, we're talking to them for a while, laughing. And so as we're about to walk out, this is what happens. My auntie's like, babies, I just love y'all so much, and I want you to know that we can smell that marijuana on you. And we ran out. 
It's the truth. We ran out of there. Literally, we ran out. But we was in sin. We was in sin. And they could smell it on us. It wasn't the fragrance of the marijuana, of the good good as we call it. Fragrance of sin. Most of us get in, okay, come on. Some, most of us get in sin and try to act like it's really not sin. But sin is sin. Woo, my God. Listen, church. When we what? There you go. When we walk away from God, our very nature changes. It changes. But in our greatest weakness is really how we remember who the Father really is. Because he'll give you a reminder. God has a way of getting our attention. Let me tell you. Especially, you know, I heard somebody say something and it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes God loves us so much that he'll take us out of harm's way. But when he does, oftentimes it can be embarrassing. How many of us have ever had to be embarrassed to get back to the Father's house? I don't want to be like that now. I've been on this Christ walk for a little while now. I don't have it all together. But I don't want to be embarrassed having to come back here. I'm trying to make heaven my home. Can I tell you something? If you are disconnected from the Father, I invite you tonight to remember that your source comes from him and not from everybody else. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. The Bible declares in verse 17 of the text that the prodigal son came to his senses. Somebody say he came to his senses and said, how many hired servants have food to spare? And I am here starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned. You have to go back, church. This is my last point. Do we remember when we had to look for him, and despite all we had done, he took us back. Do you remember? Church, God is so sovereign and so awesome that he knows how to get us in a place that even in the midst of our filth and among swine, we have to still remember. Oh, Jesus, how many of us have been in a situation, not even so long ago, when we were surrounded by death, then all of a sudden, God popped into our heads. That's evidence that God still loves you. Because let me tell you something. I asked the brothers this not so long ago. We were together, and I said, can you imagine what life would be like if God took his love away from you? See, the issue is with, with many in the world, we take God's love for granted. But if he stripped you of that love, where would you be right now? You would have nothing. It would be such a void. Do you remember how bad it was when you were in the world? Now think about if he took that back and stripped it off of you like it was a piece of clothing. I guarantee most of us would be dead. You see, that's evidence that God is real when he pops into our minds. That's what atheists will never understand. I always laugh when I hear atheists talk about there is no God. If they knew what I knew, that I was persuaded. I've been persuaded. You see, that's when we, look, when we look over our lives and think things over. As the song says, all of our good days, they outweigh our bad days. So when, we are, when we're living in hell and all hell had broken out in our lives and, and we saw our father from a distance, finally, after all we had been through, we had to go back because we knew that life wasn't worth living in a hog pen. It wasn't worth living. Church, do you remember the time? Do you remember? 
Do you remember? Come here, Miriam. Come here for a second. You know, the text says, I want to show you something. I'm not, I'm not trying to embarrass you. The church says in verses 20, just, just I'm going to put this around you. Just hold that there for a minute. Church, the Bible declares in verses 20 through 22 that the son had got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Then the son says to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and sinned against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe out to my son. That even despite all that his son had done, he still covered him. Church. That's how good God is. Even though he knows when we mess up, he'll still cover us. Come on, give God some praise. Thank you. I appreciate it. Listen, what have we learned today, as we say in school? <laughs> what have we learned today? I'll tell you. God's love is patient and welcoming. He will search for us. I want you to get this. He will search for us and give us an opportunity to respond even in a hog pen. That's what he'll do. But we have to be patient for our inheritance in the first place. We have to remember, amen, that our disgrace is a, still a reminder how good God is when he still reaches in and says, you know what? I know you're in that disgrace, but I'm going to pull you out because I see you better than you see yourself. Yeah, see, we have to rejoice, amen, that he was merciful and taking us back all along. Do you love him, church? Do you really love him like you say you do? Do you remember the time? Come on, give God some praise. I'm done. Yeah, y'all can come on. Listen, I, I, I promised you I wouldn't preach long, and I hope I haven't. Um, but I really want to, to encourage us to, to remember what God has brought us out of. He has brought us a mighty long way. Some of us that are here right now, we've been struggling in our identity, looking to other things. But I want to invite you to get a hold of the Father and let him put his love around you. Wrap his arms around you. See, I believe that this, this robe is a representation of God's love. It's a representation of God's love better to tell this story than Jesus Christ himself. So I really want to invite you tonight.